Hey, my friends, welcome to the Trading Success Podcast. I'm here with the one, the only, Rory Howey, General Manager of Response Electricians, my electrical company. Man, thank you so much for everything you do at Response. I really appreciate you being here to discuss December as a whole. Why is it such a crazy month for tradies out there? Um, appreciate you being here, man. My absolute pleasure. Pumped to be here. So let's kick it off. How's December going so far at Response this year in 2024? Every year it just gets busier and busier. Um, it's yeah, it's it's good. We're managing it well, but um, like always, the expectations from all the clients, um, new clients, existing clients, it just goes through the roof. So it's just a new level of management coming through for the whole team out in the field, in the office, um, the sales team. So yeah, it's 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 no different, but it's just getting busier every year. Yeah, it's like the dynamics change, right? So if we look at the the size of the business and over the year, you've obviously built a <coughs> reputation and then you've just got more people. It's hard to predict what's going to happen at that level where you've got new business, existing customers, you know, you've got a, a reputation. So people are asking people and it just hits you. And it's almost like getting set up for that um, is really hard to predict. Yeah. And it's actually, it's funny this year. The one thing I did notice is um, compared to the last few years is the bigger we've gotten, the sooner that rush comes. So we were kind of expecting it. Uh, well, I was expecting it maybe early to mid November. Um, but with that, obviously with a bit of growth, we were seeing actually in the earlier stages of, of October. So our preparation, I guess, for next year is going to start even earlier um, just to obviously with the growth next year coming through just to handle um, what we came across this year. Yeah, that's interesting because that sort of prompted us, what was happening in response prompted us to, to get all of the academy members prepared so that when December hit, they actually were, you know, extra resources were on, they, were, they had their pricing strategy down, they, they were ready. And um, you used to see it on Instagram and social media, like some of the members are going, I'm posting all this December is coming stuff, but the members are jumping in going, I'm prepared this year for the first time ever. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to be able to help them understand that. And it's and the smaller guys, you're right. So the smaller guys that we're talking to, some of them are still quiet, you know, start of December now. And and they're sort of waiting for this rush to kick in, which it will. It will. It sort of filters yeah, it down from the most popular, most, you know, the most popular companies will get all the work first and they will get busy. They will hit a ceiling. And then it sort of filters down to the next, to the next, and those guys will start getting that work, which leads to opportunities as well. Yeah, you're, you're exactly. We're noticing that over here with some of the subcontractors we use. A lot of the smaller companies they haven't they haven't felt that yet, and um, it is exactly that. So the bigger companies, more I guess the more popular companies will will get a lot of the rush, and then when they start to when it starts to overflow, it seems to trickle down to everyone else. So I, I predict we're just about to hit that in the next week or two. Yeah, which actually opens up an opportunity for anyone starting a business, like go and speak to some of the bigger businesses out there because you will hit a ceiling. We've got a lot of subcontractors that work with response electricians and when we hit that ceiling, those uh, people are there for us to support and they get the work, uh, which is a great opportunity if you wanted to get out and start introducing yourself to some strategic partners like that. 
Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Rory, what do you what do you think is one of the things that you know happens every single year without a doubt leading up to Christmas? Every year leading up to Christmas, without a doubt, there is a multitude of things that happen. It's almost a cascading event. Um, it, it just starts with you know client expectations just go absolutely through the roof. Mm. It, there's there's no patience. Um, there's no yep. We're happy to wait for a week. It's we need it done now. And if you're not doing it done now, you know you guys don't have the ability to service anyone. All of a sudden you're blacklisted. And yeah, it's just it, it's it's unrealistic client expectations for servicing. Um, it's it's the leads that are generated and that come through the business are just through the roof. Um, whether that's calls, mm. calls for all the people preparing their house for Christmas or it, it could be the seasonal from the heat, it's the, the lead generation just becomes insane to handle. So the sales team always run off their feet, um, trying to manage them all and get to every lead in a timely manner. Um, there's other things like so you, another cascading thing that suppliers, um, suppliers, obviously it has an impact on them, so they become very busy. So supplier service levels can be impacted, which then can create the inefficiencies in your your own team itself. So there's a cascade from that. Um, yeah, and that honestly, it's just a, it's just the busyness, the expectations uh, and the inefficiencies that in, in admin, in the serviceability and out in the field that that creates. Yeah. It's so interesting when you talk about it, the cascading effect is almost like the waterfall effect. So it starts with the client. The clients are like, this, this is what we want. Whether that's a, a project needs a, it's got a deadline. That's coming from the, you know, the client is pressuring the builder to get the job done. And if it's direct to client, well, they're pressuring you. And, or if it's the client, you know, it might be a tenant is pressuring the property manager who then, pressures the contractor you know whatever it is that's coming downstream like that and then because the pressure has been hit with the the business you know, operation then they go you know whatever trade you're in you'll go to the supplier with the same intensity it's like oh my god i'm getting this pressure from the client i've got to go to my supplier and make sure they got the stuff and when they don't they the supplier feels it um and then it, it's just this big feedback loop so um I'd love to spend this session today just running through. Well, let's let's highlight some of those things. Let's make it, uh, some awareness for our listeners. You know, what are some of the examples of client expectations and how we go about managing those? So, first of all, there's deadlines. Um, you know, but how would we how would we go about managing from a client's expectation standpoint? Um, so, so managing a client it. For us, it starts with a bit of marketing um, prior to this stage um, to try to try and even out that that rush and that flow. Um, and in that way, you know, if you market around uh, what can happen, hopefully the goal is one to, obviously, as I said, even out the flow, but also um, try and manage the expectation and give them a bit of realistic insight of what they're coming into. So. You know, we at the end of the day, we're humans. We're running a business. There's only so much capacity every business has. So it is important to try and make them aware straight away. Um, also, doing that from as soon as as soon as you pick up the phone or you you handle someone, that's what we're doing. We're trying to manage that expectation by 
letting him know that, hey, mm. this, basically this is where we're at. This is our lead time. Let's get in there um, as soon as we can. Um, and just, yeah, ma- managing those delays. That's such a good point. And it, and it really comes back to communication. I remember as a sole trader, um, you just want to, you want to try and capture all the work because you sometimes throughout the year, you're like so desperate. There's no work. So you're sort of grateful that there's so much work and you don't want to say no to people. <laughs> and usually by not saying and not communicating clearly because you're, you're desperate for it, right? You really want it. And so you, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And then you start sacrificing everything else. So you stop going to the gym. You stop seeing your family. You start working later. You start, you know, it starts eating into you. And it's all because we didn't effectively communicate early on the expectation. And then a couple of weeks or a week goes by and then two weeks go by and you haven't got to that job or you forgot about it or you're so busy you didn't even write it down or you booked two jobs at once anyway, you're meant to rock up and you rock up somewhere thinking, yeah, I'm on top of stuff. And you're like, hey, I'm just waiting for you coming. I remember all these things happening in December just because of the overwhelm, right? Yeah, that's right. And that, and that overwhelm, that no matter if you're a sole trader or a larger business like that, that still comes in um, because we, we the other side of it is um, managing all the staff and making sure they're not at capacity or overwhelmed or overrun or overworked throughout this time because it is mm. a time where everyone, um, it doesn't matter if you're in the field, if you're on the phones, if you're in the office, everyone is getting towards capacity in the centre. So it's it's not only managing the client's expectations, but managing everyone else in the team um, to ensure yeah. that they're, they're yeah. at their best to um, be able to manage the clients and the service. Mm. That's a good point. So it's like not over-promising even with your team. It's about actually preparing them early, communicating early. This isn't going to be easy. This is going to be a tough period. And if it is quiet, then it's a bit of a bonus, isn't it? But if you've ex- if you set the expectation, like get ready, a tsunami is coming, of work <laughs> and pressure and all these things, at least they're ready for it. And then, do you know those days? If we come back to like back working for someone, those days where you're like, sweet, I'm going to finish at four, and then all of a sudden you get a call at quarter to four from the boss saying, "Hey, Greg, no, nah, actually, sorry, mate, I need you to go out to a call out. It's a, uh, it's a." <laughs> point of attachment or it's it's something it's like oh my god it's like three hours it's going to be a three-hour job you weren't expecting it it's it actually feels like someone just stabbed you in the leg but if they say hey tomorrow i need you to do a big day or you know we don't know we might do overtime so be prepared for it and you got a call and you and you you're sort of expecting to get one how good is, you know, it's fine, right? You, you're prepared to work late, so it's fine. You don't feel bad. But then also if you don't get a job and it finish at four, how's that feel? It's like fucking yeah. the best feeling in the world. <laughs> yeah. You're like, finished early, but you didn't really finish the same time as the, you always do. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So it's, it's important, it's setting those expectations. Yeah, and and it's it's the same with the field team because the the other thing, particularly in December, um, late late November, December, everyone's got the good vibe. Everyone's happy. They know their breaks coming up, um, and there is there generally is that more relaxed feel about it. But then bring in the potential to 
have a huge volume of work, the unplanned overtime, um, someone takes leave. So there's always constant changes. So it's mm. it's managing that more, um, I guess, relaxed and happy vibe, which then has um, also the need for adaptability to come into it. So I, that's the other thing we do notice is the need for adaptability in December because there is always something happening, mm. always something changing. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, since we're talking about uh, team, um, the impact of sick days in a period like this. So a sick day, obviously, if you're sick, you're sick, but a sick day for festive reasons. You know, I had a great Sunday at the Sunday sesh, festive with my friends. They had a Christmas party. I went there and, you know, got to bed late. The impact that has on a big te- your team, you know, um, Let's talk about that for a bit because I think if we do set the expectations early, maybe, you know, people wouldn't go and just let loose. Uh, they'll have a bit of reserve at least. Hey, appreciate being here at the party, but I'm going to knock off early or whatever. Um, at least they're still coming to work. You know, that that then ensures that the jobs are continuing to get done, which is one thing, but I think the biggest thing Fuck profit, fuck all those things. It's, of course, that's gonna that's gonna be something, but it has such an emotional impact on the rest of the team. It's not just, oh yeah, you went out and had a good time, and it's I've, I'm entitled to sick leave, so I'm just gonna take it because I'm entitled to it. But the impact emotionally to the rest of the team, and the flow on effect to that. So, can we speak to that for a little bit? Sure. I think the I think the key word for this period is probably cascading. Um, because as soon as someone calls in sick um, or has some sort of unplanned leave, which which um, this this time of year there seems to be quite quite a lot of that, um, it's a cascading effect. So your schedule is already packed. It's packed for the next week. It's packed for the next two weeks. It's packed for the next three weeks. And all of a sudden, you have one or two more days of work and customs and clients that you have to try and squeeze in at some time in the next couple of weeks. They've been guaranteed this position, we're coming, they're going to have their, uh, you know, a solution to their problem. Um, and all of a sudden, they're getting a phone call saying, okay, we're not going to make it today. We don't have any more availability until X, Y, Z. Um, and, mm. you know, being a service business, obviously, that's the last thing you want to do. So the impact is, okay, all of a sudden, the admin team, they're trying to move things around. They're making phone calls to try and squeeze these people in. They're, they're loading up other people on the road to try and get this job done all all in turn they might be copying abuse on the phone copying abuse from the trades people out in the field who now can't make their after work commitment because because they're now working overtime because it's overtime because that one person yeah and it just cascades yeah. it, the, the the cascade effect can go on for days um you can lose one sick day in a period like this you can lose four to six hours across a few amount of people in admin um, in the morning, which then just backlogs every other task. So then I guess the non um, the tasks that aren't priority for the day, they become a big backlog in December. So when you're when you're um, experiencing high volume of, of sick leave or unplanned leave, it's just it's it it has the potential to burn burn people out, upset customers and just be an ongoing effect until the end of the year. Well, let's look at the cascading effect of a bigger team. So obviously one person takes leave 
and their schedule then gets redistributed to the other people that are at work. <coughs> Healthy, feeling good. Yep, I got my day. It's fine. But all of a sudden, they're working, like you said, overtime now. They can't do their, their after-work commitments. They are working more because of that person. And sometimes these jobs can get pushed, you know, days out because their jobs got blown out and so that everything's getting pushed backwards. And then you come the next week, you know, and someone else gets sick because they're burnt out. And it's all it all started from this one, you know, that you was sick. And it's and that put pressure on everyone else and then everyone else starts getting sick. And then you got two off because two people were pumped for the week or two weeks. And then we've got, you know, everyone's starting to get sick and everyone's sick. Um, and it's just crazy, isn't it? It's just, um, it does. It's just crazy, it's silly season. It, yeah, it really, and it, it, mm. I feel if it gets to a certain point, it just keeps going. Um, and that's what we've experienced before. You have the one sick leave and then you have the two and then you have the three and then you're just hanging out to the end of the year trying to catch up because it literally is just cascading throughout the team. Um, so yeah, it, it's mm -hmm. something we, we've actually experienced in the last month. Um, but look, it's, it's also, again, like, like, um, communicating your expectations to the clients. Um, I addressed that to the team this morning, just the, the importance of, um, showing up to work and just having a conversation, an open conversation with everyone about what that might look like and what impact it might have on each other, mm -hmm. um, and the rest of the team and just build that awareness with them. Um, which in turn um, should definitely, hopefully, um, create some second thoughts for the people going and celebrating any of the festivities on a Sunday. Yeah, and I think like just be respectful across not not just to your employer but to your to your team that if you got something coming up, it would be better that you call them on the Friday and say, "Hey, I've just been invited to this thing. I know we're busy, but I'm gonna go to it." You know, because because my brother's here for a, a day and I haven't seen him for five years, whatever the reason is, right? Good enough reason. It's better you get that and you're annoyed because, fuck, we're busy and you're going and doing this. But it's better to know that on a Friday where we can reschedule everything than mm. to rock up on the Monday with a message or a phone call saying, oh, yeah, I can't make it in today. I've got a sniffly nose. It's like... It's it's like yeah that for even yeah. that early communication allows us to at least at least reset the schedule and the expectations of the clients so that that knock on effect doesn't happen so severely. Would you agree? Yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so it's, it's it's there is a huge difference between planned leave and unplanned leave, and and that is definitely evident in months like December. Yeah, do you think it's important for would you prefer the team, you know, if they're going to take a day off to let you know like a couple of days before versus, you know, calling in sick? Because I think that sometimes they feel bad because they know we're busy. They feel bad. They don't want to say, look, it's almost like an intentional thing. I know we're busy and I'm going to take leave versus a, a behind the scenes cop out like, yeah, I'll call, I'll just call in sick. So what, how's the difference to you? Now, what would oh, you say the difference is? Yeah, it's massive. It's massive. And um, we're very lucky over here that we have very open lines of communication and great people working for us who um, quite often are very upfront about stuff like that. And the difference and the impact on having 
you know, two or three days notice for leave is huge. We can get ahead of things. You have more time to optimise um, the schedule to make things work. You can then put call outs to the team and say, hey, look, you know, you might do need to do some overtime on this day. So you're removing that um, that mental anxiety from someone who thinks they're going home at four o'clock and they're therefore more prepared that, hey, they're probably going to have to do overtime this day. So um, any day, any notice we have um, for any leave is it the again the cascading good effect that had is, is um, you know less stress on the team, less anxiety about getting home late, less inefficiencies in the admin. Things just operate a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah, fucking love our team at the moment. Okay, I, I remember like even five years ago <coughs> we had people who just did that sick leave thing, and they were just. You just knew it. And I talked to so many members and people in the industry. It's just, you know, it's a lie. And it almost like, they're like, I don't fucking believe you. I had a guy call me up the other day. He's like, just don't believe him. And I had this, I, I called him out on it. And he was like, well, I quit. I'm like, oh, shit. Right before December. He ended up like communicating with him. I helped him through it. But it was like, fuck, you need that right now. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, it's really important that that open communication is both ways. You know, it's it's both ways, and and uh, it allows for a more cohesive unit to be able to weather the storm. We should say through December. <clears throat> so, talking about suppliers, then, so it obviously will affect, you know, the jobs and the ability to do the jobs when there's no, you know, access to the supplier or they can't they can't get the materials or they're sold out or people are bulk buying um, and can't supply for you. So what do you think is key for someone to understand around un um, making sure they're leveraging and working with their supply in the most effective way in December? Um, it, it's just for, for us, it's being well-planned. There's a lot of things. The things we know, um, particularly the seasonal suppliers. So the example being aircon in summer, um, aircon goes through the roof. So um, yesterday we had um, a ducted aircon installation booked in and been booked in for weeks. Um, obviously we had our operations team plan it so the unit would get dropped out on site. We had the team there, dedicated amount of time to do the job. Um, the aircon team, obviously, they are booked out for weeks in advance right now, so everything has to go to plan. Um, they're out there doing a job, being really efficient. They they unbox the outdoor unit, and it had had a forklift go straight through it, uh, which they didn't notice when they no. got there. So, um, you know, and if you reflect on that port, the aircon supplier, they're obviously going absolutely mentor right now and that's evident through phone calls with them trying to resolve these issues um that they're obviously racing around trying to get things on the back of trucks out to jobs um they're at capacity they're overrun they're making mistakes so um you know we get we have this damaged unit we have weeks and weeks of um backlog of aircon work booked in our thing is we can't we're like okay we can't do this today this person's going to have no air conditioning and we can't get back there for two or three weeks. Um, mm. So I, I guess that my point for this is, is having very, um, again, open communication and just good relationships with the suppliers where you can ring them and to the point where they are happy to, even in busy times, go the extra mile. There was um, 
you know, on the first phone call, there was absolutely no chance that we were going to get a replacement unit out of sight that day. Um, we were going to be lucky if we could get one the next morning. But um, gratefully, our operations manager, who has um, worked really hard to build a great relationship uh, with these people, was able to um, sweet talk them into getting one delivered within a couple of hours. So I ended up just putting it on a courier, nice. paying for the courier, and taking it back. And the job ended up being done. And yeah, it, it did cause some inefficiencies on site, but resolved the problems of the day. So. You know, if we if we had a poor relationship with this particular supplier, if we were a demanding, over demanding customer client, uh, there's no way in the world we would have gotten that problem resolved that day, let alone that yeah. week. So again, it's just it's, it is maintaining and keeping good relationships with these people. It's being realistic and honest with them when. Um, and, and realistic with their demands, like I guess emphasizing with their demands where and when you can um, and working in with that as best you can, um, which all comes down to organization. So um, if they can see that you you understand that, you know, they're in a, at capacity themselves and in that predicament, they're probably going to be more empathetic when they need to, um, um, you know, go an extra mile for you during this busy period. Yeah. No, such a good point. And it all comes down to good communication, good relationships. It's uh, so important across the board. So we've talked about clients. We've talked about the operation, like from a management standpoint. We've talked about suppliers. To finish this loop, let's talk about employees, you know, the team on site, the tradies out there, the apprentices and tradies. They're the ones feeling at the end of the day from management uh, because obviously they don't see what goes on behind the scenes a lot of the time. And so it's usually this reactive response from the business owner, or from the ops manager, or from the, you know, whoever's managing the people who they report to because of this downstream waterfall effect, right? There's all these problems happening. But let's just sit in the shoes of the employee for all the business owners listening. Let's just remind ourselves that we were tradies once and that, these the way you behave to your tradespeople will be reflected in how they perform and let's talk a little bit around you know what their feelings empathize with those because often when you're that busy as a business owner you're not thinking about you know what they're feeling you've forgotten it's been so long since i was working for someone so i think it's important for us to have this conversation because it allows us to be better managers allows us to work more cohesively with our team and it also allows them to then, as a byproduct, get better performance and commitment from the team, resulting in a great December, as great as it can be, <laughs> at least. Yeah. So, what's some things for you, Rory? That you know, I think that people should be at least have an awareness around in terms of team culture uh, and people through times like this or any busy period. So yeah, look, put, putting putting um, yourself in a tradesperson's. Um, boots this time of year you know you're out there you're thinking you know you're the one out there making money for the business um you don't know what you don't know so they don't know what's going on in the background they just assume that they're getting driven to the ground because there's lots of work and you want to get in as much work as possible um what's super important um another key word is conversations communicating like because they don't know what they don't know when something happens and you know our team is awesome at it our, um we have great lines of communication um across everyone to everyone um, 
whether it's from me to a work experience kid or an apprentice or the operations manager to an admin or any of the trades people, it's all very clear lines of communication. So when things are happening, it's just, it's instead of picking up the phone in a panic, in a rush, screaming down the phone saying, you need to do this, you need to get there, it's going, hey, this is what's happened. Um, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think the solution is? This is what we're thinking. Do you think you can make that work? Like giving them the opportunity to think mm. through solutions when it happens as well. And because, you know, sometimes they, they're out there in the field, they might have a better solution. And then quite often that happens. Mm. So it is, it is just having that conversation with them instead of just always, um, you know, directing orders, um, giving demands, expecting them to meet demands. They're out there over here, might be crawling through the roofs, it might be 55 degrees out there trying to get, you know, 55 kilo air con air conditioning units on the wall and you're getting phone calls 24-7. So it's it's giving the opportunity, one, to, to stop, listen, and then communicating everything. Uh, that's going on to the best you can. And then, um, you know, one thing I always like to do is debrief it every week in the toolbox meeting, just give an update of what's going on. If um, it's, it's sharing the struggles that we might be having in the admin team and then asking yeah. them, their thoughts on that because they they would never know what's going on. They don't see what what happens in the background. They just uh, you know rightly so as I did. You just assume that everything's always going smoothly at admin. You know you might be sitting back at your desk having your coffee. Uh, you know you're in the air conditioning, but it's it it really couldn't be the opposite at times. So just just trying to paint as clear as possible to everyone, including administration team. Don't always you know, understand what it's like out in the field for the guys and girls that are crawling through roofs or digging holes or standing up poles. So it's just painting a clear picture of everyone, involving everyone, involving people in decisions and conversations and, yeah, just working together. Yeah, it gives everyone a more comprehensive understanding of the business as a whole, not just their yep. space. If you think about... Lelissa, just have a think about why you went off and started your own business. And I talked to a lot of guys in the academy around this, and a lot of the reasons is that they they weren't respected. They weren't, you know, they felt like they were making all the money. And they go off and start their own business. They don't realize they, they're then, you know, uh, welcomed with the whole org chart of responsibilities. And they're like, holy crap, I didn't realize. Um, but they still push through it. But I think that's really important. Like you said, just going through a divisional update on all of the different departments within a company, whether you're a sole trader and you're reflecting on these, going, well, give myself, you know, self-reflection on the divisional updates. Well, what is my lead flow like? How, how am I converting at the moment? You know, how's my quotes going? Um, you know, what could improve there? So giving updates in each of those divisions across uh, the org chart that we teach at the academy, you know, it, you don't have to be a big business to give divisional updates. You could be the you know, the ops manager, the admin, the sales and marketing and the general manager and managing a small team of two tradies, you can still go through each of those responsibilities and give an update, you know. So that gives everyone, like, they feel like they're a part of the company then, you know. Would you agree, Roy? Yeah, 100%. And just, and you know, going through the changes, um, like, well, I just go through the changes we're making um, both in the admin side of the business to accommodate let's say their struggles or, um, you know, just to how we, any changes we're making to make it a bit easier for everyone. And then also going through the changes we're making in the admin side to make their job easier. So 
Um, always, mm. always showing that you're doing something because it is important to to be adaptable and make those changes this time of year. Hundred percent, man. Any final words for the listeners on what they need to know? Maybe a mindset quote or suggestion of or uh, motivation around this handling December. <clears throat> well, I, I think communication and teamwork is what is going to get get a team through, particularly a bigger team. Uh, you know, the team has big personalities, has different divisions, different departments. Um, it really like if those lines of communication are kept open, if there's time for them, like you can get through anything as a team because lots of processes are in mm-hmm. place. Um, it's just communicating the problems, communicating how everyone's feeling and not 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 pushing aside some of the normal things you do, like the meetings because you're too busy because they're the times that are probably most important in December to get together and chat and debrief and just stop for a minute, have a coffee. Um, because it, it's going to be busy and it's just, it's, it can stop. It can just go to nothing in January and just be a big, a big anti-climax. So, um, yeah, just, just, just keep the teamwork out, the communication and, and just be ready because every year it gets busier, um, and just more crazy. So look, I, I find, I find it's, yeah. oh, you're exciting. It's, it's super exciting. It keeps yeah. you on your toes. Um, there's always great changes that can happen if you're willing to make them. Um, and it just gives you just a different insight to the business and how you're running. So, no, it's, um, yeah. that's probably my final word. These, yeah. These are the tests. It's the test, isn't it? We get to the end of the year and we're faced with this extreme pressure. And hopefully, over the year, we've been developing and building systems to test out how we went as the competition. You know, how can we handle this? You know, have we built good, you know, strong team? Have we been communicating? Have we been practicing, preparing for this moment? Um, so, yeah, I think it's really, really good. One message to all you guys out there, just like Rory said, just be prepared. It's going to be busy. Know you're going to work harder. Be, be open with everyone you work with. The more open you are and vulnerable you are, the more support you'll receive. I think there's a real tendency to just be like, fucking head down, just got to fucking get this shit done. Oh, shit, that person thought I'm going to have to get out there as well. Like, macho doesn't help, right? Working harder in this situation does not fucking help. It's like communication, working with your team, communicating with the client, sometimes communicating and asking if we can do it in January. And, uh, you know, 60% of the people might just say, yeah, actually, I understand. Thanks for sharing openly your von- and being vulnerable and saying how hard this is for you. It's okay. Book me in on January. You know, it could just be half a day of calling clients and just pushing them back into January. That could just save your life. You know, this the stress, the pressure can lead to mistakes that can be fatal or cause injury. We want you to look after yourself in December. Prioritize exercise, nutrition, mindset. Get yourself focused. The five personal performance movers that will get you pumping from the academy of sleep, exercise, nutrition, mindset, and relationships. Look after those. They will help you perform at your best, be more aware, and communicate more effectively, and be more likable by everyone so you get better results. Like Rory said, people will come and help you when you need it. So um, good luck, everyone, and Merry Christmas. <laughs> I know this Thanks, fun. guys.